0: Don't sleep on these guys to be big-time performers for the Sun Devils in 2024. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything arizona state sun levels thanks as always for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day and of course a special shout out to my everydayers who are here every day wherever you're getting those podcasts hit like subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content you can stay in touch with that content by following me on twitter you can find me at richiebratz36 and the podcast as well at lo underscore sun devils Today's episode is brought to you by Fanduel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Today we are going to be taking a look at the offensive players that you might not know or maybe don't realize how important they are to the team's success in 2024. Don't worry. I'm going to make sure that you know who they are. We're going to highlight some other guys as well that you may not know. Um, If you missed yesterday's episode, that was talking about the big names, such as Jaden Rashada and Elijah Badger. And you want to know more about them, check out yesterday's episode. Today, like I said, these are guys that are kind of under the radar. You may not even know who some of these guys are, but don't worry. I'll get you up to speed. We're going to go ahead and talk about the guys who do the dirty work along the offensive line. And especially on the interior, that is going to be Lee Fontanu at center and Ben Coleman at guard. We'll start with Fontanu, who was, for for the most part, the healthiest offensive lineman last year. He dealt with some Knicks and injuries banged up throughout the season. But he was the most reliable guy for the Sun Devils on a weekly basis when it came to the injuries. He also was a rock solid player and the Sun Devils were trying to replace Ben Scott, who had been the team center in 2023. He of course trans or uh, 2022, excuse me. He transferred out, went to Nebraska, couldn't tell you what he did there, but they were trying to find a replacement for him. And prior to that, they had, Oh, my God, of course, I'm not going to be able to remember his name. You had Kellandish and one other guy. He signed with the Niners previously. Of course, I can't remember his name. But you, you had had decent stability at the center spot for the last couple of years. You needed to find your replacement for them. And Fontanu came over to the program from UNLV, and there was plenty of... uh. Hope and expectations for him to be able to be the plug and play center, and I would say he lived up to it. I look at Lee Fontanu as one of the more important offensive linemen. The the thing is, he just plays center, and center is a very unsexy spot, I suppose is what you could call it. Like when you talk about the offensive line, everybody immediately goes to left tackle, which is why. I talked about Bram Walden yesterday as one of the more important guys along the offensive line. However, having a good center is going to be one of the most important spots for you, especially with a young quarterback in Jaden Rashada. Having a guy who's going to be able to help identify the defense for the team is pivotal. And when you have somebody who's able to do that, it just helps everybody mesh together a little bit more consistently. So, you have a quarterback that's able to help read the defense a little more. You have an offensive line that is built from the interior and all the way outside. So you can have good tackle play and everything, but a lot of really good offensive lines typically have really good centers. And Fontanu has showed me that he has the ability to be a really good center. So he's probably near the top of my list here for the most overlooked Sun Devils on this team right now. I, I really, really like Fontane. and I value him quite a bit. As long as he plays well this year, I think you're going to see the offensive line as a unit play much better than we have in recent years. But another offensive lineman here is Ben Coleman. He's a guard. He transferred from Cal. He had some really good success there where he was paving the, paving the way for Jaden Ott and some of the some of the more productive players that Cal has had and obviously Jaden Knott is definitely near the top of that as one of the uh best running backs for my money potentially in the country like he's top 20 i would say you could flirt with him a little bit higher he's really good he's gonna play on sundays but ben coleman was a huge reason for some of that success there was a there was a game where he he helped Jade not run for 274 yards as a freshman, and Ben Coleman was one of the guys who was paving the way for that kind of game and for that kind of success. You missed him last year. Ben Coleman had missed the year with injury, and unfortunately, you really felt the the lack of presence along the offensive line because I believe that, when Ben Coleman came to the university, that he was potentially the team's best offensive lineman. And you didn't even get to find out last year. He should be 100% healthy. And if he is 100% healthy, I, I, to me, it's between him and Fontanu for biggest plug and play guys. I'm obviously a huge Bram Walden guy. I think Bram Walden could be plug and play, but I also would not be surprised if, the the competition along the offensive line is and and especially the offensive tackle position is so so uh active i guess that walden might be put on the back burner i suppose wouldn't surprise me it's it's just a very fluid situation nobody should in theory nobody should have their position locked up along the offensive lane, not Fontanu, not Coleman, not Walden, not anybody else should have a solidified position. But if you're looking at the closest guys to it, I think it is between Fontanu and Coleman. And as long as Coleman is healthy, man, like you really are getting a dog here. This is not a small dude. He's 6'3, 330 pounds. He moves really well. He plays to his size and he's got that offensive guard mentality where, Look, if you're new to football and you you're looking along the offensive line, there are few positions on on the team entirely, like either side of the ball that play with the kind of tenacity and violence and just the grit, I suppose, is what you could call it that the offensive guard position does. Like Ben Coleman is a tough SOB. He is. He has that guard mentality of I'm going to beat the you know what out of you for 60 minutes or more and you're going to you're going to feel my impact plugging him into that offensive line with that mentality you're going to see a drastic drastic increase from what you saw last year Ben Coleman's a stud I I'm curious if if he was healthy and played 12 games for you last year I'm curious how much better the offensive line plays. And also keep in mind that Kenny Dillingham runs a quick offense where the ball's getting out in two seconds, three seconds, which helps mitigate a banged-up offensive line or even an underachieving offensive line. Plugging in Ben Coleman only helps you to be able to get the ball out quickly and effectively so you're not rushing your throws necessarily. You're just running the offense the way that it's meant to be run but also in a situation where you do have longer developing plays and you have like your play actions and your bootlegs and all that good stuff is you have the guard play to be able to have consistency in the blocking and potentially high upside. That's where I'm at with Ben Coleman. I'm a very big Ben Coleman guy. So as long as he's healthy, I really like him to be a potential plug and play here. I've said plug and play a lot. The more I think about it, like, I I know I shouldn't be doing that, especially, again, with an offensive line that is going through so many changes and so many new faces that nobody should be a plug-and-play. Not Fontanu, not, not, uh, not Coleman, not anyone. But he's the closest thing to it. Him and Fontanu, to me, are the closest things to plug-and-play. And Fontanu definitely has an edge because he did play significant snaps last year and had quite a I I don't know if he missed a start I would need to check my my notes I don't know that he missed a start he certainly played the vast majority of the snaps for the team so having those two back having those two in the folds is going to hopefully bring you some stability along the offensive line and as long as there's stability on the offensive line, then the run game is going to get going for Cameron be Relique Brown, and some of the other guys in the backfield that should be able to help produce in big ways. And we're going to talk about one of those guys here in just a moment. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There are three more games in the NFL season right now, but there's still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app's easy to use, and there's so many different ways you can bet. There's live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find those popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I appreciate you guys for tuning in as always and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications because my everydayers are getting a shout out and I would love for you guys to become an everydayer as well. If you're looking for more sports content, content, then you need to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. They're going to get you caught up with all the big news that's going on right now including Vic Fangio joining the Philadelphia Eagles staff. So check it out, stay up to date, put it on while you're trying to find something while you're eating your dinner. Let's get back into our conversation. Now we're going to talk about one of the running backs that is kind of getting slept on here. And it's a shame because this guy really, really looked good last year. And that's DeCarlos Carlos Brooks, DeCarlos Carlos Brooks, unfortunately, was another guy who was banged up throughout the year. He only played five games last year, but in those five games, he had 259 yards and uh, 5.4 yards per carry. He did have three touchdowns. However, they all came in the Wazoo game, so he had a hat trick. He was a beast, man. He had one game where he had three yards per carry against Oklahoma State, and he was banged up in that game. Otherwise, uh, Southern Utah, 5.3. Washington, 6.3. Wazoo, 6.1. Arizona, 6.5. He got the ball. And three of those five games, he was double digits. Keep in mind, this is RB2. This is RB2 behind Cameron Scataboo. And Scataboo was so much better. He was already really good, but he was so much better when the Carlos Brooks was on the field to be able to open up those opportunities for him because you had Thunder, and more Thunder. And those guys would just break the will of opposing defenses. They both ran so hard, so effectively. Having DeCarlo's Brooks back is going to be able to get that run game back on track. Here's my thinking with it. You have Scadaboo back for some good Thunder and a guy who is just be able to create after contact, Right but you're adding Relique Brown too. And Relique Brown is lightning in a bottle. So you have your thunder and lightning. You're able to get Relique Brown the ball in more ways than one. You're able to get Cameron Scadaboo the ball in more ways than one. Having those kind of players that are really able to open up all sorts of different opportunities for your team, so many different avenues that you can go down. It is is really going to help Get this offense back on track. And look, you've got you've got plenty of weapons in the backfield. Scadaboo, Brooks, Relique Brown, right? You got Kyson Brown coming back. Right now, Tevin White is on the team. I don't really know what the plan is for him as of right now. Jason Brown is coming in as a freshman. There is no shortage of running backs, and there's no shortage of competition. But with that being said, If the Carlos Brooks is healthy, he has proven why he deserves to be on the field. He has proven that he deserves significant amount of touches when on the field. I don't really know what the receptions is going to look like for him. Uh, He had seven in those five games, so not necessarily like getting the ball a lot. But I also just don't know that those opportunities are going to present themselves because of Scadaboo and uh Relique Brown's prowess to be receiving options out of the backfield. And that mean Relique can line up at receiver. That's what USC was doing with him all over the place. So when I look at the Carlos Brooks, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of receiving opportunity for him. But what that does mean is he is your change of pace guy. And... The reason why I would call him the change of pace instead of Relique or Scadaboo, depending on how RB1, RB2 shakes out, is because I foresee both of them on the field pretty consistently. And that's something I'm sure we'll talk about down the road, too, is what we can expect from the offense moving forward. But I don't know, man. I see a lot of situations where Scadaboo and Relique Brown are on the field at the exact same time, which means when it's time to pull them off, that's Carlos Brooks coming in, and the Carlos Brooks will come in to spell those guys to give them a break, let them get some oxygen and some water, and sit under a fan or something depending on how hot it is outside. Then the Carlos Brooks comes in, and he brings thunder. He brings the power. He brings the Back breaking running style at 5'10, 220. He is not fun to tackle. Plus, they line him up at fullback sometimes last year to be able to continue giving Scataboo those opportunities to be a very good running back. Is they would line Scataboo up as the as a tailback, and then the Carlos Brooks would be lined up in front of him and they just do fullback dives. Like they got so creative in the ways that they use to Carlos Brooks and having that creativity was one of the things that made them such a dynamic team last year when he was on the field is your offense was so, so much smoother when you had to Carlos Brooks out there, having him back in the folds should be able to get you right back up the track and up the speed with where you were last year. And as is the the caveat for all of these players. It's going to depend on health. And Brooks was banged up last year. But if he's healthy, because that's the point of these lists, is we're talking about the healthy guys, then DeCarlo's Brooks is going to be one of the more important players on this team. And you're going to go into the year, and there's a lot of fair weather fans who aren't going to know who DeCarlo's Brooks is. And that's okay. Because by the end of the year, people are gonna see number twenty five come out to the football field and they're gonna go, uh oh, this guy's gonna this guy's gonna come out with a big run, he's gonna run someone over, he's gonna get some goal line carries, whatever it is, they're gonna find a way to get the ball into Carlos Brooks' hands. And I a hundred percent suspect that once you do that, your offense is just oh man, it's just running back after running back after running back after running back. And Brooks is just another one of those guys. Like you have Relique Brown, you have Cameron Scadaboo, you bring in Jason Brown, Tyson Brown is back. And then there's the Carlos Brooks, who's so, who's so easy to get looked over because of all the guys in this backfield. But I promise you, promise you, this is a guy that you'll be talking about at the end of the year. And you'll be like, it? the Carlos works was an unsung hero. That's what you're going to be saying to yourself because of how good he's going to be. So yeah, maybe he is 50 carries. Maybe he's 60 carries, 70 carries, whatever it ends up being. However, they just dis- uh, distribute it, but he's going to be very effective. Maybe he's in the high fours, four yards per carry. Maybe he is in the fives again. Maybe he is around three touchdowns, four touchdowns, five touchdowns, whatever it is. But when you consider he's like your third running back, you take that and run. You take that every day of the week and twice on Saturdays. Having him back in the folds is going to be huge for you. And as we talked about yesterday with Scataboo, with Relique, having those depth guys is huge. And with Elijah Badger kind of shifting gears here, with Elijah Badger being your number one receiver, there's plenty of guys behind him who could be massive impact guys as well. We're going to talk about them in just one moment. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One more time, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications. A shout out to my everydayers who are here every single day. And again, check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube and stay up to date with all the big news that are breaking in pro sports and college sports, all your leagues, all your national shows. It's all there. Check it out. It's coolest thing ever. First of its kind. We're going to go ahead and wrap up our conversation here with some pass catchers. And before we get that far, I want to shout out Bryce Pierre. I wasn't really sure where to put him on either of these lists. So I, I left him out kind of, I, I still want to bring him up because you lose Jalen Conyers, you lose Messiah Swinson, but Bryce Pierre is coming back and Bryce Pierre is without a doubt, your starting number one tight end. And I believe that he could end up being a big time difference maker for you this year. I would not be surprised if he was one of the top five pass catchers on the team, potentially a top three pass catcher on the team in terms of volume. He's got, Lots of potential and all that good stuff. I'm just going to be curious to see how it ends up shaking out for him. But I do want to talk about these two wide receivers as guys that are getting overlooked. And it's very easy for them to get overlooked because when you talk about the offense, first guy you think of is Elijah Badger. Nine out of 10 times. Especially in the wide receiver room, probably 11 out of 10 times. And it's a bummer because it's so... There's so many guys that are just overlooked for the team. And the first guy I want to mention is Troy O'Mary. And O'Mary tied the team lead in touchdown receptions at three. And there were some really quality games for him. And he is your big body receiver. He's 6'4", 215 uh, pounds. I almost said 215 yards. He is a great post-up guy. And getting him on the field, to me, needs to be a necessity this year. And there's a lot of talented receivers, and I don't really know how they're all going to shake out. What I do know is O'Mary needs to find his way onto the football field because when he gets the ball, it feels like there's a big play waiting to happen. I feel like he may not be your yards after the catch guy, but he feels like a 50-50 guy. It feels like you put that ball up and O'Meara is going to attack it. He has that my ball mentality. It's not just the size that allows him to box out, but it's that mentality that he brings. It's the, like I said, the my ball mentality. He, he wants it more than the defensive back does, and he's going to come down with it. Having somebody like him is going to be huge. Plus, you're losing Jalen Conyers, and Conyers is a big, big target for you. So trying to replace him isn't going to be easy. O'Mary could be that guy. Bryce Pierre will definitely have the edge at the tight end position, for sure. And I'm a big Bryce Pierre guy. But Troy Mary, he might be your go-to guy in red zone, at least when it comes to just putting the ball up. Find a way to get the ball to number nine. I think good things are going to happen. The other guy I want to talk about is Jordan Tyson. Jordan Tyson is one of the bigger home run threats on this team. Relique Brown, number one, I don't think there's any question about it. I'm not sure who you put ahead of Jordan Tyson. And this is just pure talent here. Like Cameron Skadaboo, one of the bigger home run threats. But he is he feels like he is behind a guy like Jordan Tyson. And I know that sounds like heresy, especially because he didn't get to play last year because he was dealing uh, with injury. He had, I think he appeared in three games last year and didn't really get any opportunities. I don't know that he had uh, any targets or anything like that, but his freshman year at Colorado, dynamic. And Arizona State should know best because he tore up Arizona State. He had an 80 plus yard touchdown reception and an 80 plus yard punt return against Arizona State in 2022. You knew who Jordan Tyson was by the end of that game. Comes to Arizona State, deals with injury, appears in three games. We don't get to see practically anything from him. He's going into this offseason 100% healthy. And I really feel like this is one of your biggest home run guys with relief Brown. And there's so many different ways that he can do it. Because at a minimum, you're going to find him a role on special teams. This could potentially alleviate the role of Elijah Badger being your special teams guy. Because while Badger was really good last year on special teams, he had a couple really big returns. I don't know how much I want to see him out there because of how pivotal he is to your receiving core and the fact that he is your number one receiver. I look at Jordan Tyson, and I also think that he could be a big-time contributor to your passing offense. However, I think that he's just the guy that you, at the end of the day, want to get the ball to him in any way that you possibly can. I don't know if that's end arounds, I don't know if that's screens, but I do know that it's going to be some deep balls, and it's going to be some returning opportunities. He has shown to be able to do a little bit of everything for you. So I'm really looking forward to see how he ends up shaking up into this offense again, into this team, period. Jordan Tyson is a home run threat. He's got speed you can't teach. He He's not a small guy either. I want to say he's like 6'1 or 6'2. Like, this is not... This is not a a gadget receiver. This is somebody that could easily be lined up in more ways than one and have a big-time impact for you. And again, he's shown that ability at Colorado. So if he's 100% healthy, and I feel like he's going into this offseason exactly like that, we're going to see a big-time playmaker this year. I'm really excited for Jordan Tyson. I'm really excited for all these players, honestly. And there's even more guys that I'm excited for. Uh, There's plenty of guys on defense that we're going to talk about. And on tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about the obvious names on the defensive side of the football. Guys like Clayton Smith, guys like Prince Dorbaugh. We'll be talking about them tomorrow. But then on Friday, we'll be talking about kind of the unsung heroes as well. So if you want to find out who those players are, make sure you hit like, subscribe and turn on notifications wherever you're getting your podcast. You can stay in touch with your podcast by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36, the podcast as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, you guys are the best. A shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day, and we will be back again tomorrow to talk about the most obvious big names on the defensive side of the football. So I'll see you then, and until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun